so me and Jen have been going through stuff that we're selling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she went through the Game Boy and all that kind of stuff recently, the other day. And it turns out I, we had each had a copy of the Pokemon trading card game. Oh, right. So I was like, like... Physical cards or on the Game Boy? Both. Oh, right. Okay. I've actually started to collect the Pokemon cards again. Because <laughs> the whole thing with Eevee mm-hmm. sort of thing. And, you know, I actually learnt, finally learned to re- relearn how to play the game with the newer system. And I actually quite quite like it. And I could actually, you know, it's not... <laughs> you don't have to overthink it like you do with most other card games. Like Magic, I couldn't get into Magic because it's just too... Even at basic level, it's too far for me to try and get my head around it. I love the stupid nonsense intricacies of Magic, but I can mm. totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like, you know... People are like, ah, oh, it's Pokemon, it's so kiddie. It's like, well, considering that, you know, they still have world championships and, you know, it's still like 50 grand prizes and a trip to Hawaii and all that kind of stuff. Hawaii? Who's going to Hawaii? Am I going to Hawaii? Are Hello? you a Pokemon Grandmaster? Also, yes. Wow, what mic are you using? You no, sound I'm really not, far away. I'm not using a microphone at the moment, that's why. There's no microphone ah. plugged in. That's why I sound really far away, because you're in London and I'm in Cheltenham. Give me a moment. <laughs> we found him. Is that better? That is better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We were wondering whether you were running behind dead. or oh, I was running pooping. dead. Ah, running dead then. Or running poop. Yes. No, not Rad Eight Nine Radio. Yeah, but uh, when I um, when I opened up my box for the gate for the actual Game Boy game, I found that I still had kept because it came with a card, like a special Meowth card, and I found that I still had um, my ancient Mew from the first from the movie screenings still oh, sealed right. in its packet. I was like, holy fuck, is it? But now Jen's like, so I'm just you know collecting to play sort of thing. And Jen's like, well, you can just collect, you know you know what you can actually collect them, collect them if you want. I'm like, why? So it's well, something to do. I'm like, fair enough. So now I'm starting to collect Pokemon cards. Fair enough. Yeah. Always seriously considering picking up Y and playing it on my 3ds. Do it. Because I have X, so we'll mm. be trading with the bank and everything. Yeah, do it. It's totally worth it. If you know, if it's been, if it's like like with you, you know, it'd been long enough between games to have something new. Go for it, you know. All she wants is a meowth, and then she'll be happy. That can be done. But with the, I'm just looking forward to November now with uh, Omega and, uh, and Alpha on the way. So I've also Omega. been continuing to watch the anime. Yeah. Are you discovering more things that you knew? I'm not discovering anything that I knew. I am discovering things to be true that I thought were lies. <laughs> like what? Uh, Zoe insisted that we skip forward be- to prove the existence of Jesse Bell. Oh, so you did not believe about Jesse Bell? I, I believed that a character existed. I did not believe some of the things I had heard. They are all true. <laughs> the tales. <laughs> <laughs> the whip. 
Well, it was quite funny because it was like, we're going to skip forward. And I was like, no, we're not going to skip forward because continuity. So he said, there is no continuity in Pokemon. Shut up. And then There's we skip forward and immediately at the start of that episode. It's like, why does James have a Togepi egg? Oh, yeah, that's a quite an important thing that happened a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> and then he's like, I've got amnesia ever since that bike gang. And I'm like, what bike gang? And so he's like, yeah, that's an important thing that happened a few episodes ago. And I'm like, oh, so there's no continuity in Pokemon then. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, so I'm currently, you know, replaying the Game Boy Pokemon trading card game. Hooray! I'm doing it proper. I'm doing it proper as well. Playing it on the Game Boy Color. I'm so starting I can't to think that this is all show, it. but we didn't do an intro yet. No. <laughs> so what we've got is the longest, most boring bumper ever. Ah, uh, we. It's not quite bumper material. It's not, but it's show, so it should probably go in the show, and it's before <laughs> the intro. It depends. When are we going to start? And welcome to World One Stage One. I'm Simon, and with me as ever are the Jacks. Yeah, Jack yeah. One, <laughs> Jack Two, I guess. We've got Jack One Gun and Jack. Irish Jack, because that's how we distinguish them, apparently. Yeah, we got Jack One, Jack Two, and that makes Simon Gun Jack. Does it? Yeah, that's how the Tekken naming system works. That is how the Tekken naming system works. I guess I don't mind being Gun Jack. Cool. He had guns for arms. He did have guns for arms. So speaking of beat-em-ups, I bought Injustice on the Steam sale because it was like a fiver. Ah, oh, that's a good reason. It's, it is exactly what I thought it was. Slow and clunky beat-em-up, but it's quite fun to be Harley and beat people up. Yeah, that is, I can imagine, quite an enjoyable experience. Yes. I basically uh, bought a £5 beating people up as Harley Quinn simulator. Awesome. Um, I'd like to also say thanks again, Jack, for uh, Terraria. That's all right. I bought a four pack. Get... Ah, I thought that was case. I repeatedly bought came... four packs of games. Yes, I will also thank you for Terraria. That's all right. We should do a game of it at some point. We should, mm. or of something, anything, ever. Yeah. I actually I had... have this week off, so this would be a good week to do something. Sweet. All right. We'll find some time to do it. <laughs> I had this problem where I kept buying four packs of games. <laughs> I had this problem where I couldn't buy anything. No? Everything I looked at and went, oh, yes, I'd buy that at that price. I would click on it, and then there would be this big green strip where the buy button should be that says, you already own this game. <laughs> Is it because people kept buying shit for you? No, it's because I've bought everything in previous sales. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and apparently that. forgotten. I've gone like, oh, yeah, I would have that at that price. Oh, I did have that at some price <laughs> at some yeah. point. I, I should I, play that. I had a similar problem. Although I, I bought a four-pack of... I forget what it is. Divine Cybermancy? Oh, EYE. Yeah. Yeah, because it, like, well. it was like 94 pence per oh. copy. So I bought a four-pack, and I was like, yeah, I'll give one to each of the guys. And I looked and went, oh, Simon's already got it. I've got this sort of... I've got one <laughs> left over. Uh, uh, what do I do? See, I, I bought that a while ago, and uh, I played it. 
and I gave up on it remarkably quickly because the first door you come to, my game kept crashing. Oh, nice. So I was like, huh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't pay more than like a quid for that. Yeah. Sounds about right. But d- damn, the Steam sale, that happened. It did. I did actually buy a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, well, I got Terraria, obviously. We didn't buy uh, that. I also, somebody bought me Strike Vector as well, which looks like a lot of fun, although I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Sweet. But for myself, I bought Banished. Yeah, how is that? It's really fun. It's just, do you remember the old Settlers games? Yeah. It feels a lot like that. Okay. I'm really, I'm really digging it. It's, uh, it's really nice. I, I've just got a little village going with a blacksmith, and there's a herbalist who lives out in the woods, and he's crazy. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. why he lives in the woods, away from everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just we keep him there. There's this dirt track that leads into the woods, and it's, all the children are like, what, what's down that path? And just don't go down that path. <laughs> that's where he lives. Nice. I'm going through there's my list. Hmm? Uh, no, you go on. I was yeah, I'm going through my list trying to see what I picked up, and not all that, not all that much, surprisingly. Yeah, I don't think I picked up much, if anything. Uh, Battle block theater. Obviously, I got stuff from Jack. Yes, you did. Because he was lovely. But it's true. I am kind of like Jesus in that respect. <laughs> ah, week week two in our running uh, track record of comparing ourselves to Jesus. You know, in, in game yeah, play, as well as the <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, what are they? Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition, Battle Block Theater, uh... For some reason, I've got Dead Island. When did that happen? I didn't buy that, but it's there. Um, <laughs> Sophie bought the path. Yeah, oh yeah, because I've now... Do- oh yeah, I need to talk to you guys about this. You, you've done a show. You've cheated on us. Yeah, I have. I've done oh. a Let's Play. We need to talk about that at some point. I'm so, I'm I so happen sorry. to follow the ridiculous ministry. Yeah. So I'm aware of your betrayal. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's actually, why. I haven't in seen our it own yet. bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, in your own bed. Certainly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there was a, I, I scrubbed through it thinking, oh, I'll watch that later. But I was like, is Jack just doing this in bed? Yeah. You were, weren't you? I was. Are you doing Probably. this in bed? No, I'm doing this, at, I'm doing this at the dinner table. Okay, at uh. least you show us some respect. What's wrong with... What, what, <laughs> how dare you? How very dare nice. you? <laughs> I was going, I, Divine Cybermancy... Uh, I'm sure there were other lots and lots of other things. Long live the Queen. Oh, Zoe picked that up. Yeah. She's enjoying yeah, I saw that. She playing that the other day. Yeah, it's it's really it's it is sort of my ideal game. It's like really, really interesting sim with a really good biting sense of humor, and nine out of ten of decisions you make end up killing a royal. <laughs> nice. so that's my kind of game. Um and I'm sure there were other like really I picked up Outlast so I can finally play some horror. Uh, and Slender the Arrival. Why did I buy that? Because it's Slender Man. Yeah, I know, but it's it's. Uh, we know uh, what you're like. That's true. Super Amazing Wagon Adventure. Um, and uh, The Wolf Among Us. Oh, and The Walking Dead season two. I got some good games. 
I got some one of the good games, but I picked up uh, Goat Simulator. <laughs> oh yes, I picked up Goat Simulator as well. That was now like, that was like because that was like super cheap. We need to let's play that <laughs> because damn, that's fun. It was a bit of a masquerade bloodline. Ah, good game. As that was really freaking cheap as well. So. Oh, really? I didn't even notice Bloodline. I didn't notice Bloodlines that. is always on sale. Yeah, true, but I didn't notice <laughs> it was on like the Steam sale. But yeah, Goat Simulator, I think it summed it up for me when within minutes of each other, I got up onto a rooftop party hosted by Dead Mouse, headbutted him over the edge of the building, <laughs> wore his hat, and DJed the party myself as a goat. Uh, then dived into the harbour, swam into the sewers, and had a fight with uh, weird alien versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles called Bay Turtles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that'll, that'll do it. That would, yeah, that sounds about fair. Did you, did you become uh, the satanic ruler of all goats? Not yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, there is still yeah. much I have to achieve in that game. Yes, yes there is. Oh, Mike, you should play Lone Survivor unless you're completely against survival horror type thing. Lone Survivor is a great game. It is a really, really good game. I've not actually played it myself. I've got it installed on my on my Vita. Um, it, you will love it, Jack. For, oh, for, I know. For... I, I've seen it being played. It's, yeah. It, yeah. <clears throat> throw rotten meat at zombie. Run. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, so throw, throw rotten meat down to lure them away while you hide in the background in the shadows. Slather the self in rotten meat. Yeah, make friends. The, that's the average Wednesday night for me, though. <laughs> and that's if you still, still, if you still slather yourself in rotten meat, it will still eat the rotten meat. So if anything, you're just basting yourself. You know what? I, I'm a giver. That's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Steam sale happened, and it was glorious. But we've reached that point where we've bought too many games now. I'm over 300 now. Oh, I I, let, me go, let me go and double check. I've broken the 100 mark on mine, apparently. I have all games. I have 219 games and three pieces of software. All three pieces of software are RPG Maker. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I had to go and double check that. Oh, also, I now have badges on my Steam account. Yeah. You don't need no stinking badges. I know I don't need no stinking badges, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to get some badges. So I now have RPG Maker and uh, the Path badges. I have like 12 badges. I have seven badges. I have two because I keep selling my trading cards <laughs> to buy more games. I'm like, I could get a badge or I could sell these cards and buy more games. I can't play badges. I'm noticing all my badges are for like buying shit in sales. This is yeah. why I have over 300 games. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh dear, I have a problem. Please yep. do not arrange an in intervention. I am coping with my problems. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, because I haven't played any of my games in ages. I played, I've been playing a little bit of Blood Bowl, which I've had for ages. I've been playing Long Live the Queen. And I played The Path on Friday, which you may have noticed. So, yeah. Although, speaking of which... Would that be? You know what? I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait until we get onto that because you know that will be a really good segue. Thinking about it. Segue. 
So, has anyone been to the movies? No. I mean, out of, out, of, out of us three, has anyone been to the movies? Not Because lots of people have been to the yeah. movies. By the way, who is, who is calling from a racetrack? Because there's a lot of engine noise behind someone. It might be Jack. Do you have your windows open? No, I have my windows shut and, like, blockaded. Well, that's weird. Oh, and it's gone now. <laughs> yeah, it, it is quite quiet outside. But yes, I haven't been to the movies this week or this fortnight. I want uh -huh. to go see a couple of things coming up. But yeah? Yes. Um, for example, How to Train Your Dragon 2. Yes. Here's a thing yes. that I want to see. They're um, already saying it's a big competitor to knock Frozen off of the uh, top-grossing animated feature. Cool. So, and of course, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course, of course, of course. without saying. <laughs> One month to Guardians. Unless I can get into the Leicester Square premiere. I'm Leicester trying. Square. Leicester Square is not a place. Leicester Square's a guy. I'll be honest, Leicester Square is barely a place. It's, <laughs> you don't go there unless you have to. Yeah. It's full of tourists who are just milling. <laughs> Damn you milling tourists. Milling <laughs> becomes a really dirty word once you start to live in London and have to deal with central London. <laughs> milling. milling around. They Been mill there, in stations. They is mill that, on Oxford special, Street. It's that special ability you get to make the word milling rhyme with the word scum. <laughs> That's why now I live in Cheltenham to get away from the London. It's why I'm moving out of Cheltenham. There's too many people in Cheltenham. Uh, yeah, I'm going to move somewhere like quieter. I can like recommend the, a few hamlets. Like the moon. The moon is certainly uh, quieter. Yep. I'll <laughs> my, uh, my sky empire from there. It's because the, the atmosphere is too thin to conduct sound. Yay! Wait, no. Sound does get conducted, doesn't it? On the moon? Not wait, it much. Has, no, it has... Wait, no, hang on. No, it has no atmosphere, is that right? It has an incredibly thin atmosphere. Oh, okay, cool. Was, so pretty was, much no sound. Yeah, fair enough. Plus, also, you know, moon spiders, so... There's that problem. Also, you know, you might want to watch Apollo 18 before you move to the moon. <laughs> Wasn't that the, what that film made by that guy that made Priest, the movie? I don't know, was it? Yeah, it was, and Priest, the movie, was awful. It was the, the found footage nonsense of, this is why we never went back to the moon. Oh, Moon Spiders, yeah. It, it was really bad. Well, Priest was a really bad film that was, like, all the dialogue was entire. It was a really interesting art movie, right? Where all of the di they they made away with like having a writer and instead had all of the dialogue created by all the cliched lines from every trailer from every movie ever. Nice. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Can you guess what the last line of the movie is? Or is it close? The <laughs> well, rather, the last two lines of the movie are "It's over." Can you guess what followed? For now? No, it's only just beginning. Ah, oh, that's marvellous. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, as he throws Carl Urban's head on the floor. <laughs> Carl Urban, the only good thing about that damn film. Carl Urban is the only good thing about a lot of things he's in. Yeah, he's in some bad films. 
He is the only good thing about J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. That is true. That is very true. You know what the thing is, Jack, about that Priest movie? What's that? I, I've got the source material. I know. What, the, the, the Korean uh, manga? Man, manhwa? Yeah. Yeah. Man- I hear it's quite good. And the trailer was like it was animated by Gendy Tartakovsky, who is, you know, mm. an absolute badass. Mm. And um, unfortunately, you know, the author stops the series to do yeah, to write that. a script for the movie. <laughs> yeah, and then they did, and then they did that to it. Yeah. Oh dear. There's a, there's a conversation yeah. between two characters yeah, in it where one is like, sometimes I have was it sometimes I have nightmares, sometimes I don't dream. Those are the good nights. <laughs> End of scene. Wow. <laughs> Steering us rapidly away from Priest. Yes, sorry. Did I last time we gathered together <laughs> ramble on about the wicked and the divine? No. Okay, I'm going to do it now then. Yay! This is a new comic from Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey, who recently did a Young Avengers run that was brilliant and are famous for... I always get the name wrong, so I'm going to look it up before I say it, because then I will sound like less of an idiot, even though I'm having to vamp for time right now. Wait, what if I said it? Squirrel Girl? Uh, no. <laughs> Pixie? No, they didn't do that. Uh, Dazzler? No, no, it's not a Marvel or a DC book. They are in mostly known for their indies. Promethea? The phonogram is the book I am thinking of. I was close. You were so close, it was literally painful to listen to you try. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, how is that different to any other time, let's be honest? <laughs> yes, The Wicked and the Divine uh, is, to put it bluntly, the strongest issue number one of any comic book series I've ever read. You've read a lot of comics. I have, and you this one grabbed me. King Nerd. <laughs> Thank you. I think I'll take that as a compliment because it's easier than analyzing it. Yes. Um, <laughs> basically, the pitch is this. Uh, in an uh, alternate universe, every 90 years, I think it is, nearly a century, the gods incarnate in mortal uh, vessels, Four. live for a few years. I think, it's, I think it's like only two years, and then die. It's like, the tagline is, just because you're immortal doesn't mean you get to live forever. So they right. come and go every couple of generations. And it opens with, well, I presume a flashback to an earlier generation going out and head straight into our generation's incarnation of the gods. Um, right. And I've heard one elevator pitch of this series as imagine American gods meets American idol. Basically, they are the ultimate celebrities. And it follows this fangirl who goes to a concert by a Shinto goddess whose name I can't remember. Amaterasu. Amaterasu, yes, that's it. Yay! (laughs) And ends up backstage meeting Lucy, who goes by many names. Uh And they also meet, uh, again, the name is escaping me. God, God names just not in my head today. The original oh, oh. Egyptian cat god, not Bast, not the Bast. warrior cat god that oh, was I'm... predated Bast by a long way. I am actually Sekhmet. not familiar. 
Sekhmet. Sekhmet. Sekhmet was a snake, dude. No, 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 no. You're thinking of someone else, I think. Seshmet? They, they, they were fairly all similar names. You know what? I'm going to do my research. Carry on going. I will, I will have a look. Sekhmet was... Yeah. A lion goddess. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I've fucked up. Uh, there is a moment, for example, when um, she sees the red dot and dives on Lucy. Uh, uh, who then says, look, I know you're going into heat, but this is unforgivable. Would whoever is teasing Sekhmet with the laser pointer please knock it off? <laughs> <laughs> Suffice it to say it was not a laser pointer, but yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. It's a marvellous, marvellous book, and it just grabbed me instantaneously. And it was so much fun watching McKelvey and Gillen talk about it on Twitter and such uh, in the couple of weeks that have followed, uh, because you had... Um, them sort of reacting to fan analysis and I think it was Jamie McKelvey saying my favorite observation that's been made about this book since it's come out is that not one single male who has a line of dialogue in the opening book survives the opening book it's misandry run wild <laughs> wonderful <laughs> I'm okay with this you know what I'm it's really annoyed about really now really fun What's who, that? The, who the fuck was the snake then if, if Sekhmet was <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna bug me was there a snake? I'm sure there was. Oh, was it Apis? No, Ap or Apep. I couldn't answer you. Sorry, I'm just sorry. I'm just going to get really distracted. It was indeed. <laughs> it was indeed Apep. Sorry, my bad. Cool. But yes, it's a really fun book with a really fun concept. Um, fantastic writing, fantastic art, which is what you'd expect from Jamie McKelvey. And, yeah, I'm loving it. I want to see where this is going. In fact, I recently turned down the opportunity to buy a signed first issue on the grounds that I wanted to wait for the first trade to come out and get that oh, personally oh. signed. Oh, okay. So it, will, it all works out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We have lost the Irish one. That's annoying. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, call failed. Yeah. Failed me for the last time again, Irish phone call. So I'll briefly comment on the chat room. Yes, I've read Sex Criminals. That's a lot of fun as well. Saga is, because it hasn't really got going yet, Wicked and the Divine, Saga is my favourite ongoing at the moment. Cool. It's a fantastic book. That one's in like its third volume now, maybe fourth. I saw an, a brilliant cosplayer actually from Saga recently. Because uh, they have robots in Saga who have televisions for heads. Old-style right. cathode ray tube televisions. Oh, okay, cool, cool. But really sort of Victorian riding gear. A very, very aristocratic riding gear as their sort of clothing. Or oh, Prince Robot the Fourth does, anyway. <laughs> uh, and someone had done a perfect Prince Robot the Fourth cosplay. It was so good. Awesome. I think, for many reasons, Prince Robot the Fourth being one of them, I think you would thoroughly enjoy Saga. If there's a character called Prince Robot the Fourth, that does sound entirely like my kind of thing. Doesn't it just? Yes, it does, just. <laughs> yes, I recommend you get on to Saga. It also has a character called The Will, who is basically Bruce Willis. <laughs> and okay. my favourite character, his companion, the Lying Cat, which is just... Lying. That's the one. Yeah, now I remember what you're telling me about. Yes, you did tell me, and it did sound wonderful. 
Oh man. Iris, come back, we need you. <laughs> Good lord, psychotics, the lot of them. <laughs> so, uh, neither of us have been... Wait, do we, do, we need, do we need Irish to continue? Well, what we need is an Irishman and a Scotsman, because we have an Englishman and a Welshman. That's true. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, no, that's fine. Ireland's not part of the UK. Well, I know, but Northern yeah. Ireland. Well, yeah, but he's not Northern Irelandish. He's not. We don't call it. We don't call him Northern Irish. <laughs> he, 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 he doesn't pronounce because it would wind him up. He doesn't pronounce it film. That's true. To all our Northern Irish listeners out there, we, we fucking love you. We do. To all our to all our Republic of Irish listeners out there, we also love you. We do. I fucking love Dublin. Yeah, and all the other places as well, because we understand that Dublin might be a little bit like London, and people that live in the country but don't necessarily live in the capital might not think highly of the capital. But I have been to Dublin, and I haven't been to the other parts. Yeah, that's fair enough. I've not been to either. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Dublin or not Dublin. <laughs> You've never been to a place that's not Dublin? Where I'm, are you now? I'm not in a place. Uh, I feel yeah. like one of I miss, Asimov's robots. I, I miss Dark Ages Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... He's back now, isn't he? No. Oh, he was for a moment there, it looked like. Do your segue anyway. All right, cool. So you know how I, I feel like I'm going to issue an apology to, to World 1 Stage 1 here and say uh, I may have cheated on the podcast. Because <laughs> uh, last Friday, doing my, my... Is it a vodcast? I, I don't know. It was a video. Yeah. Um, for uh, the Black Dog... Uh, podcast or vodcast or video vi video blog um, I did a run through of the path to explain it to people and do some sort of in-depth character analysis and, and, and metaphorical analysis and whatnot which is quite rife in that game largely because uh, I wasn't entirely sure how to get through knock knock at the time which was the original idea and also partly because that path only takes one hand to play and during that week I burned <laughs> the entirety of my hand Oh, the fact hand. that you're familiar with playing the path one-handed disturbs me on no, a no. level I can't begin to express. As in, literally, it's all entirely done with the mouse. There's no keyboard controls. I know, but for comic effect, I was yeah, fine yeah, you oh, oh, I the see. path. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't, but um, anyway. Uh, earlier in that week, I'd basically had a few run-ins uh, with uh, boiling water. Did you, did you see my updates on that, Simon? I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, basically, it was quite hilarious because on Wednesday of that week, uh, I forgot how to make tea. I forgot, right, that in order to make tea, right, you go mug, tea bag, boiling water, right? It doesn't go, as I, as I made the mistake, mug, tea bag, the index and middle finger of your left hand, boiling water. That was foolish of you. That was very foolish of me. Um, but I learned my lesson when the next day I forgot the golden rule about pouring boiling hot coffee over the ring and little finger of your left hand. The golden rule about pouring boiling hot coffee over the ring and little finger of your left hand is do not pour boiling hot coffee over the ring and little finger of your left hand. I burned all the fingers of my left hand during that week 
one after another, leaving only my thumb intact. That's impressive. Yeah, it was one day after another. It was, I was really worried on the Friday. I, I, <laughs> I can like, bet. Oh, I fear thummy. for your thumb still. Yeah. I mean, I, did, I kind of stubbed it on the, on the um, post room trolley, but it wasn't actually all that bad, so I don't think that counts. Also, it wasn't a burn. So yeah, I, I decided we would play the path. So we played the path, and um, do you know who, who made the path? Before you do this, we have some listener mail. <laughs> <laughs> Which has been pointed out to us by Irish Mike in the chat room. Yes, I also have some listener mail. Well, here is Mike's. Because <clears throat> it is in, res uh, in response to something from last show. How are you, gentlemen? Just a few points about the comments on No Man's Sky on last night's live episode. I agree that the trailers shown at E3 there were actually two, aren't much more in-depth than the first trailer, which for most games would be cause to worry. The reason it's fair in this case is that after the debut trailer released, the developers' offices were flooded. Twice. They had to rebuild much of the game from scratch, which is why it's so exciting they made an appearance at all, let alone during Sony's main press conference. God doesn't want this game to see the light of day, and I hate that dick, so let's show some fucking support for this thing. Hells yeah. As for PS4 exclusivity, well, there's a few good reasons for that. Firstly is the aforementioned flood that destroyed their offices and wasn't covered by their insurance, something about an act of homosexuals clause, which meant they had to get funding from somewhere. <laughs> Enter Sony. And there's the second point. Indies are flocking to PS4 as the console of choice, as Microsoft haven't been all that friendly to them, and the Wii U has a poor install base and wouldn't be easy to port to without having to put serious work into. Combine that with Sony being very indie friendly right now, and it's an obvious choice. I am hopeful it'll come to PC at some point, since it could be awesome with mods. If it does, you can be part of my crew, janitorial staff or something. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> Yay! Living the dream! May your genitals be free of decay and often fondled. Mike Carson. Aww. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up is I disagree. <gasps> uh, I'm, glad you, flooded... I'm glad you did bring it up, though, because <laughs> it, just using the phrase enter Sony has just made me constantly go, Carry on, though. My objection was that not having seen anything apart from early trailers, I am not convinced that the gameplay is there until I see it. That's still true. You know, nothing in this defense changes that. It's an ambitious game with a lot of interesting ideas, but ones that I have heard before and been let down on before, so I'll believe it when I see it. In fact, it's introduced a criticism I hadn't made against them before, but yes, their offices were flooded. It did destroy their work. And they had to rebuild it, which means that this game is being developed by fucking idiots. Okay, because I work in whoa, software. Whoa. No, no, I work in software <laughs> development. If you've got a code base, you have an off-site backup so that if there's a fire, a flood, or something like that, you don't have to rebuild it from scratch. If they didn't think that through, I really don't trust that they can pull off a game of this magnitude because that's a serious fucking mistake to make. I'm not entirely convinced that they're ready for this offensive. So, yeah, uh, the fact that they hadn't planned for disaster recovery, not promising. So, yes, they, they got Sony to bail them out. That doesn't change the fact that I'm disappointed to see it go console exclusive. I would very much like it to I'm be... Just imagining Sony turning up with sandbags. <laughs> it bailed out was an interesting choice of words, I'll admit, actually looking back on it. <laughs> Um, I would have liked to have seen it on the PC. It feels like the natural home of the indie. PS4 is becoming a home of the indie, but I, I'm uncomfortable 
with someone like Sony having such sway over the indie community. I like the indies to be able to release and to want to release on a platform that is unencumbered, uh, such as the PC, mm-hmm. as opposed to something that is so proprietary as Sony. So to see Sony becoming these sort of umbrella under which the indies operate actually worries me deeply. So yeah, everything you say is true, but actually it doesn't change my criticism in the least of Man the Sky. I think you have absolutely nothing to fear and the Vita currently sitting on my sofa pointing a gun at me has absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with that judgment end sentence it was a boating accident <laughs> so yeah no man's sky i want it to be good but i'll believe it when i see it i've been burnt by games with promises like this before yes yes we have mm-hmm. i i have listener mail in my tumblers um, we have in the chat Lazarus mentioning about listener mail, but we don't. We have listener mail, but it's not from Lazarus. So it's assumedly Lazarus. Your your listener mail has gone walkabouts. Bad. Uh, so I will read this one, guys. This is just generic fan mail to say yeah 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 great show or yeah 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 great show. It's it's y a y a y a great show. Um, either way, I think it's a great show. Um, also, I have seen firsthand the effects of looms. I have a daughter who spent nearly every available hour making various loom creations from wristbands to unicorns. I have no questions or requests, really, except that if you have the need to play a rerun episode due to being too busy making babies or moving house or whatever it is that Irish does, I'd like to hear the Fallout <laughs> one. St. Chris Hale, or St. Chris Hale, or STC Chris Hale. Uh, I'm not, it's all one word, so I'm a bit, a bit lost. But I'm going to assume St. Chris Hale. Okay. Cool. So Irish... We, we, I, I Irish love mail that requires us to respond in no way. Yes. Except That's to my say, kind. Irish, you need to go make another baby so we can do a Fallout episode, apparently. <laughs> the classic episodes are being released in order, so you'll get there eventually. Whenever we did Fallout. I'm sure we did. Yes. We did. Yeah. We definitely did. Yeah, of course. I remember telling you various bits and pieces oh, yeah. that you didn't know, like um, how you could get extra time in the time limits and things. Yeah. Or there were time limits. Yes, that was it. <laughs> that is absolutely true. See, Irish, go go make another baby. Maybe that's why, well, oh, maybe that's why he's not here. Yeah, maybe he read that mail and was like, I'll get right on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh boy. Okay, let's, let's move on quickly. Um, Yes. So, uh, where were we? Segway. Segway. Oh, yeah, you know the path? I saw someone on a Segway, just non-ironically the other day, just rolling along the pavement. You're determined to not let this happen, aren't you? (laughs) No, this is, just saying the word Segway reminded me, this is the first time I've seen someone using a Segway. Like, for real, rather than on a video somewhere. Okay. Wow, you really look like a twat. I know, right? When when you're the only guy on one in a busy capital. Unless you put and, scythes on the wheels. And it, the thing is, it makes you like a foot and a half taller, so everyone can see you being a twat. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. I loved it. Anyway, yes, you go ahead. I want a segue now. I'll be the tallest. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, before power- you do. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I just want to interrupt you and make you angry, because it's fun. <laughs> Just stop making me angry. It's shortening my lifespan. <laughs> uh, and I don't have enough to live for with all this salad. So, 
Uh, Welcome back. Oh, thank God, he's back. <laughs> Just in time to interrupt me again. Your timing is impeccable, sir. Okay. Oh, you shit fucker. It wasn't, it wasn't intentional. However, I know. Thank that's you. That was marvellous. Yeah, so out of, complete, out of complete context, all I came back to was salad. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the right show. Yeah, really? Um, so anyway, The Path is made by a games company called Tale of Tales. No, wait, Telltale Games. No, wait, Tale of Tales. I always <laughs> get the Tale of up. Tales. Oh. Uh, Tale of Tales, who are Belgian. And let me tell you a funny fact about Belgium is that in 23 minutes, they will be playing a football game against the USA. Uh, sports ball? Yeah, so they're going to be playing a game of sports ball against America. They will uh, be sporting hard whilst the other team also sports hard and attempts to score more sports points than the other sports points team. Absolutely. And in fact, the Americans will be sporting really hard because they have been this, this World Cup. They are like the scrappy little underdogs, um, which is quite weird to think, really, with America. Um, but anyway, because Belgium was still in the... You saw a great little thing. Yeah, it's a great little thing about America when it comes to, comes to the football of, um, basically, a, a free kick when every, every kick in an American game is a free kick <laughs> due to patriotism. This is like... Freedom kick. Huh, all right, fair enough. Uh, it's also worth pointing out, if you're an American listener, you should totally go and, and watch the World Cup because Ann Coulter said not to. That is true. You should. Because, <laughs> her, man, her comments, wow. Uh, <laughs> just, just holy crap. Wow. I, I, went, I went off on one a bit on Facebook about this because of one little part of her commentary. Specifically? Because there's quite a lot of it. Specifically, the bit that blew my mind was the bit where she said that football, as in soccer, yeah, was a a game that dragged us down as a society because you didn't use your grip and apart from the soul the opposable thumb is the thing that elevates us above beasts and this blew my mind because i was like every (laughs) sport that doesn't involve gripping something is out in ankleter's mind so that's most track and field apart from the pole vault and javelin and javelin uh, and and the discus and the hammer but it is most track and field it is swimming it is diving it is uh, skiing's fine yeah but it's funnily enough not american football if you've ever held an american football the way you hold it is in your palm you don't grip it with your thumb you can't grip it well actually i mean i can but that's because i've got fucking weird hands um, and th- this is where the insanity of what she wants a world of tennis and hockey supremacy. <gasps> Monster! It's, <laughs> it's so weird. Also, it's funny that Anne Coulter would, like, you know, put forward the fact that humans have souls to elevate them above, above beasts. Because, I mean, yeah. look at her. Mm, true. That's uh, not the soul. And the other thing is, of course, primates have opposable thumbs. <laughs> so we're not that elevated above all of the beasts, are we? Or are you saying that, like, chimps are better than dogs because they have an opposable thumb, and if they have an opposable thumb, what of their soul? I, does the other two connected? I was so confused. But can chimps play American football? Probably. Wait, we know kittens can. No, kittens can just... No, the kittens do the halftime show. It's the puppies that actually play. Oh, okay, It's cool. the puppy bowl with the kitten halftime show. 
Right. Okay. Fair enough. Sorry, my my mistake. Um, but yes. Anyway, uh, you should totally go watch it because America are playing in 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 like twenty minutes time, and I will not be watching the match. I will be here, despite the fact that a I am supporting the USA, and b I have a very large amount of money riding on Belgium winning the game. <laughs> uh, yes, I remember your commentary of it's like I I'm torn because I have money backing Belgium, but I want to root for the plucky underdogs. And how often do you get to call America the plucky underdogs? Exactly, it's crazy. So <laughs> I hope you realize the 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 the, the sacrifices making to be here with you tonight i'm also making a sacrifice but my sacrifice is way smaller yeah <laughs> it's, it's double xp week in star wars the old republic this week ah uh, you're, you're you're giving up a couple of hours of your of double xp i guarantee you'll still be there like as soon as we end this episode yeah well i i've got some time off booked i have a six pack of iron brew here ready to fuel me through a marathon i'm nice i'm doing this right good man um but yes, the point is, Belgium is still in the World Cup. Do you know who's not in the World Cup? And don't you dare go through every nation that isn't currently in the World Cup. What Could... makes you imagine, for the briefest of moments, <laughs> I would have a clue what <laughs> nations were in or out of the World Cup? Then just Cup. say the one that we know I'm thinking of. I'm going to guess England. Yay! I'm Are so we glad you out? I don't know. Yeah, dude. We, it's the first time England has ever gone out of the group stages since 1958. I didn't know that either. Yeah, neither I, did I. I really, really don't care. I might just I be know. making that up. <laughs> Basically, it's the worst England has done for 60 years. Marvellous. Yes. Um, so, England, are you feeling sad? Simon, are you feeling sad? You're the rest I, of the I English person here. I England in this yeah. particular conversation. Well, Wales is never going to make it to the World <laughs> Cup. I don't think Ireland knows what football is. And I don't know where Mike is, but he's being German somewhere. So, For you know. the purposes of this entertainment product, I will say I am feeling sad. Thank you. Thank you for playing along. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, we need something to get together and have a bit of, I don't know, jingoism. No, yes. wait. Uh, I like jingoism. As as the avatar embodying my country, jingoism yes. has always cheered me up throughout the ages. <laughs> no, wait, no, 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 not jingoism. Uh, nationalism. No, hang on. Um, patriotism. That's the one. That word is only slightly sullied. It's not yet dirty. Yes, it's it's slightly mucky around the edges. Um, so we're going to bring you the best of British in terms of video games. I think here we should totally start playing Land of Hope and Glory. No, I think here, because we've said we're going to bring the be uh, best of British, is where I just cut in the Elite episode. <laughs> yeah, that was a good episode. Also, Elite is the best of British. Elite is A, the best of British, and it's the episode where the Irish fella fell asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally should cut that in. It was yeah. brilliant. <laughs> so, Britain... Britain and its video game industry. Go. I've done my bit. Well, said, we were talking about comics Britain. earlier. Yes. And uh, famously, there was an event marked by the name The British Invasion. There was a saying going around in the comic book industry that the next guy who will have your job will be younger, cheaper, and better and British. Huh. This is that's a thing that happened. But we've never needed to conduct an invasion in video games. We just 
have had an incredible onshore industry in a way we've never really had a British comic book industry. Is it because we are the third largest video game economy in the world? It's certainly something to do with that. Yeah, I, I did some research. You did, didn't you? You read Wikipedia because that's exactly how they phrased it. Yeah. I also read Wikipedia. Yeah! <laughs> did, you know we're also the, did you know we're also the first largest, uh, the, the actual largest video game economy in Europe? We are indeed. So take that, Estonia. <laughs> Why Estonia? Estonia has a very large booming technology industry. But not necessarily video game. No, not necessarily video game, but they have a very large booming technology industry. And I feel it's always useful to bring up Estonia because they are one of my favorite countries in the world. Okay. Tallinn is a beautiful city and everyone should go there. I believe you. Good. I've seen pictures. They were yeah. very nice. Oh, yeah, I was there. The, the, the seaplane museum. <laughs> oh, I really need to delete those photos. <laughs> what if you're Soviet bloc militarist? Holidaying. <laughs> yeah, well, like me, like it's like last time I mentioned that I should not, I should probably get rid of the photos of me dressed in a Russian military uniform posing with some nuclear subs. It, you know, in the current climate, it may come back to haunt me in much the same way that a friend of mine on Facebook at the moment is like, well, looks like I'm going to be putting away my animal hospital merchandise away with my gym <laughs> fix it badges. They were going to go sell them, and then they're like, you know what? Nope, putting it in a shoebox with my Jim will fix it badges. Now there's your segue into the best of British. Yeah, but he's Australian. Well, no, technically he's a British citizen, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh. Operation Utree, the best of British. <laughs> uh, the world is a dark and scary place. <laughs> yes, it is. No one that I liked as a child could be trusted. <laughs> I feel that's true of my friends of, uh, I met as a child, but I, I went to one of those sorts of schools. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is dark, dark humour. Yeah, we are going down some interesting roads tonight. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so moving away from child molesters. Rapidly. Yeah. Now, I think what happened was that we, as a nation, invented the Spectrum. Yeah. We invented the Commodore. Uh, we, we actually were big players in the early home computing movement. We were the big daddies. Well, Atari the, the, were... Some of the Atari computing, I think, was British-based. Some of the Amiga stuff was as well. Mm -hmm. We had a lot to do with sort of early computing. Okay. It was between us and the States. And we had a lot of the sort of early video game developers were British video game developers. We have a history here. Yeah, we got some pedigree going on. We do. You know, we have our Eidos, Cygnosis. Cygnosis. Uh, yeah. Let me... I, sent them a, I sent them a letter once. Did you? When I was really small, I sent them a letter. I, I was like, I don't know, eight. I sent them an idea for a video game. Oh. Yeah, they wrote, they wrote back to me and were like, sorry, dude, we, we don't... Like, it, really, it was a really nice letter where they, they clearly read all my fucking crayon scrawlings. <laughs> and was like, I really like this bit, and I really like this bit, but unfortunately, we don't make beat 'em ups. Um, but cheers for the, you know, cheers, for, cheers for the interest, and you know, we we look forward to seeing what you might uh, make in the future. That is um, really sweet. It is really sweet. I just wish they, you know, still existed. I do too. Yeah. Team Seventeen, of course, famously British. Yep, Worms and Bitmap Brothers, Codemasters. Bitmap Brothers is that uh, Chaos Engine? Yeah. Yeah. Bullfrog. <gasps> Bullfrog. Dungeon and Keeper. Later, Lionhead. 
I, I, I'm not familiar with Lionhead. I, I, I'm sorry. Did they do anything of interest? Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> just just a couple of little things called Black and White and Fable. Ah, cool, cool. And, and you know, some other stuff. I, I like you didn't mention the movies, you know. I just, yeah, well, you know. No, <laughs> one just... knew, no one played that game. <laughs> and also, you don't want to toot your own horn or anything. <laughs> no, it, it's sore from all the tooting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uncomfortable just... silences from World One Stage One. Yeah, that that was that was that was skin trumpet levels of bad. That was. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, that was kind of the point. Literally, literally. I I, I kind of still nearly choked on my own tongue there. Sorry. <laughs> do you know that's not possible to do? Is it not? No, you can't swallow your own tongue. I thought you could. No, but apparently not, not. Whilst conscious. No, apparently it's just it's not physically possible. Huh. Cool, huh? That is kind of interesting to know. There you go, you've learned it. Don't try, just in case one of you has that kind of weird mutation that means it's possible you're like the one in a billion fucking chance. Don't do it and then make me a murderer. Please. Why would you be a murderer? I don't like telling someone to do something and then they do it and then they die. Is that not like that's gonna be like I don't know. 50 no, that just people. means someone's an idiot. Yeah, but you probably get into some trouble for it, legally speaking. Hmm. Right. Let's try. No, let's not try. <laughs> A because I don't want to go to prison, and B because I don't want any of our listeners to die. <coughs> in that order. In that order. In yeah, that order. I'm glad that's established. You know what they do to people like me in prison. I have a vague idea. Would you like to go into details? Because it's eat, that kind eat, of show. They'd eat me. With beans. Mm, beans. Be Best of beans. British. And a nice no, 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 no. Baked beans. Best of British. Best of British. <laughs> well, yeah, we so. have a lot of the early sort of um, franchises. You, uh, and we have some of the biggest now. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto is a British franchise. Never heard of it. Tomb Raider is a British franchise. Uh, rings a bell. Wipeout was developed in Britain. That's true. I knew that one. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Rocksteady British? Rocksteady is British, yeah. So the Arkham games. Arkham Asylum, British. Yep. And City and Night. Yep. But not the other one. Uh, Origins. Origins. Yeah. No, wait, was, wasn't City someone else as well? No, City was Rocksteady. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So yeah, we, we, we got some... I was going to say, so what went wrong? And they're like, oh no, wait, actually, no, we're, <laughs> we're still going strong. Um, Let's see, yeah, we've got GTA V, like the best-selling game in history. Yep. Yeah, nothing went wrong. Well, to be fair, I think with, with GTA, with, with Rockstar, isn't it a case that it was a British-started company, but isn't it fair to say that that's now fairly much an American company? Nope. No? Nope. The company that does GTA yeah. is Rockstar North. Which is Scotland. Who, yeah, they're in Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah, that is not an American company. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, it's very much a British development. Cool. I was, I, I was one of the things, I was like, oh, surely over time it's now become a very American un, a very American company. Because like, I remember when Rockstar first started, the, the, the Scottish roots of it all. Um, but no, that, that's good to know. I, I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, Rockstar well, as a group is now very international. Um, so you've got, you know, your San Diego rock star, um, and they're, uh, your Red Dead developers. 
So Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Revolver. Yeah. Oh, cool. You know what? I just realized if people wanted their flashback episodes, here we go. This is Simon explaining stuff to me and me going, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's true. This is awesome. Uh, Rockstar London, kind of not a great studio. Did they do uh, GTA London? No, they did Manhunt 2. Okay. Yeah, so they're not great. Yeah. Um, you've did got... they do Manhunt 1? Uh, oddly, no. Uh, no. That was, in fact, Rockstar North. Oh, okay. Who, Wait. by the way, yep. are, um, speaking of Best of British and Cygnosis, Rockstar North is DMA Design. Which is? The developers of Lemmings. Wait, so Lemmings is GTA? Lemmings is the game developed by the same team before they developed GTA, yes. So what you're saying is Lemmings is GTA? That's what you're hearing. Yes. <laughs> I, that's not what I'm saying, but I, I am not going to be held accountable for what you're hearing. Cool, all right. But yeah, Rockstar North did uh, Lemmings and GTA and Manhunt. Uh, and they've done pretty much every GTA ever since, apart from... Um, Chinatown Wars? Uh, the... Well, I was going to say the portable games. So Chinatown yeah. Wars, Liberty City Stories, Vice City Stories, which were all, they're still British. The, the GTA franchise is still British, but that's Rockstar Leeds. Do that one. Uh, how many offices do they have? Uh, they have quite a few. Um, yeah. They have Toronto, who did The Warriors. Uh, oh, they oh. did the PC port of GTA 4. Right. Um, and the Liberty City, Tales of Liberty City PC port. <clears throat> Sorry, they've got uh, San Diego, Red Dead series, and the Midnight Club games. Midnight Club, Jesus. Yeah, they've got um, Massachusetts. Uh, oh, sorry, Rockstar New England. <laughs> Boston. Um, <laughs> they did uh, the ports of Bully. Uh, uh, London, as mentioned, Manhunt 2. Lincoln. Lincoln. Who, oh yeah. god, yeah. When I think booming in fucking entertainment industry, I think Cabbage <laughs> Patch Lincoln. Sorry, um, carry on. <laughs> well, I was going to say Lincoln don't develop any games. They just grow cabbages. They're just a QA studio. They all the games go there for uh, testing and stuff. Okay. Before they go and you know grow cabbages. Yep. I really uh, have it, Lincoln. I'm sorry. <laughs> Leeds, who do the portable GTA games, they've got Japan. And all Japan does is localize the games from all the other studios into Japanese. <laughs> That's, That's cool. their job. Uh, they used to have Vancouver, who made the original Bully. Right. Uh, and they made um, Max Payne 3. Did it burn down and fall into the swamp? No, they just merged it into Toronto. Oh, okay, cool. And they used to have a studio in Vienna. Really? Yep, they uh, did Max Payne ports. Um, it, Austria games. And they also started Manhunt 2. Uh, now, I don't know what happened to Rockstar Vienna, but all I know is they started Manhunt 2. Uh, then they folded. <laughs> and then because, Rockstar London finished Manhunt 2. Is it because they were in such close proximity to Germany and they were making Manhunt 2? <laughs> Maybe. And Germany it may just wind. be that they were making Manhunt 2 and that was enough. Yeah, and then Germany caught wind and go, violent video game, smash! For people that are... Germany does not do violent video games. It really doesn't. Oh, no, it doesn't. But yeah, Rockstar, as a group, 
is it's all over the world, as you can tell, but it was founded by two Brits, and most of its games come out of this country. Hey, there we go then. That, that's so a it thing. Is, it's a real international British success. Yeah. This is why, you know, you look at something like we've got, famously we had EDOS for years and years and years, doing Tomb Raider, one of the Ge- biggest franchises at the time. EDOS, they also did uh, Gex, I believe. They did. They were the deep, deep cover gecko series. Uh, I think I th- they were a publisher, so they did a lot of things. I think that they also they also had a hand in the Legacy of Kane games. Quite possibly. Sounds about right. I um, love, fucking love Legacy of Kane games. Oh god, I think <laughs> I picked up Nozgoth at some point as well. The class based uh, third person shooter game, which is based in the the mythos of the assault, the Legacy of Kane games. Ah. I, I don't know if it's any good, but, you know, Legacy of Kane and class-based third-person shooter. Yes, I'm okay with this. <laughs> if anyone out there has played Nosgoth, uh, please let me know. If it's any good. And also, hi. How are you today? We had a slight anyway. weapons malfunction. <laughs> but we're fine now. Thank you. But yeah, they're now Square Enix Europe, so they're another big multinational. But with Sweenix. a serious British route. And, you know, they, like I said, they owned Tomb Raider forever. They, um, as a company, they published Thief, uh, Legacy of Cain. You're right. Hitman. Uh, oh, Hitman, yeah. Yeah. So you've got the Arkham games, the Hitman games, Tomb Raider games. The number of games franchises that are British is kind of staggering when you actually look at it. Yeah. When they said third largest gaming economy in the world, I was like, no way. Come on. It can't be quite. I mean, America and Japan. And I was like, well, who else is going to be third? I was like, it can't be us. And then I look and go, fuck it, EA. It's one of those things that feels really international, but then when you tear it apart, you go, we do a lot of this. It's like yeah. Formula One. I'll have to take your word on that. If you get down to who's doing the engineering on a lot of Formula One teams, it ends up being us as a country. Huh. Not us as in you and me. That would be hilarious. <gasps> oh, my God, let's make a car. <laughs> By which I mean, let's do a playthrough of Kerbal Space Program. And make a car. Yeah. Because you can make rovers. It'll go, well, I was going to say, whatever we build, it'll end up going along the ground at high speeds anyway. Probably. Yeah. That's fair to say. But yeah, it's, once you start to pick apart, you go, we do a lot of this. It's, it's something I've noticed going around London, looking at headquarters of studios and going, oh yeah, they're here. The only one I remember is go- whenever going into London, seeing the giant picture of Sonic. <laughs> uh, the, the old Sega Studios. I but, don't think we can claim Sega as a British company. No, no, but that's the, literally the only thing I can think of. Because every time I go into London, it's always on the same route. So we always pass the giant picture of Sonic on the way in and out. Which is kind of fun. That is kind of fun. That's how I know I'm leaving, that's how I know I'm leaving London proper. Uh, before going off <laughs> into like, the, 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 you know, the normal two-story houses and the, the corner shops and stuff. And then the motorway, and then, you know, civilization beyond that. Do, 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 do. I'm just insulting London here, don't mind me. That's fine. I think London can stand to take a little bit of a knock from time <laughs> to time. It can be taken down fine. a peg or two. Yeah, it, it gets a little bit serious. We here in Greater Birmingham don't take kindly to that sort of stuff. <laughs> this is what I'm going to start calling the West Midlands from now on. I think that's fair, the Greater Birmingham area. Yeah, Greater London, Greater Birmingham, and Greater Manchester. That's pretty much all there is to England. Right? Pretty much. Cool. That that sums it up nicely. 
We're in agreement. <laughs> it's it's quite funny though. You go through this list of UK developers, and I'm like, no, they're not. No. And you realize that some of these companies just have studios here and are appearing on the list because it's like Ubisoft. I'm like, no, they're French. They're yeah. definitely French. They're so French. They could not be more French. I mean, they could try. But they would fail. I mean, their chairman is a man called Yves Guillemot. Wow. Yeah, and they're based in France. You know, those two facts make oh. them quite French. I've got to admit, I honestly thought Ubisoft were French-Canadian. Uh, that I just thought that was where they, I thought they were from uh, Montreal. No, they're from Montreuil. Ah, that might in be France. Mistake. Yes. Ah, Royal Mountain. Okay. Although they do have offices in Montreal. Oh God damn it! <laughs> I guess that makes sense. I mean, if you get it with Rockstar opening companies over over opening studios over in the states, I guess it would make sense for a French company to open over in uh, Quebec. Yes, that would make sense. Oh God, Ubisoft sponsored the Frag Dolls. Of course they did. Right, they're French. We want nothing to do with them. Frag Dolls. Oh, come on, you know about the Frag Dolls. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, this isn't even like one of my, oh, that's interesting jokes. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. The sponsored all-girl pro game team that they tried to do in the sort of early 2000s when they thought that cyber athletes was going to be a cool thing. Cyber athletes were a cool thing. You take that back. Yeah, they were for five minutes. <laughs> that's all they needed. <laughs> they moved fast. So they did more I... in five minutes than we did in a lifetime. Jack, are you back with us? Yes. Not you. We called the monkey Jack. Oh, okay. Irish, are you here with us? Uh, maybe. Hopefully. Good, good. <laughs> my skybox keeps... My router keeps dropping the signal, so... Ah. Uh, yeah, Sky's okay. going to get an angry phone call tomorrow. Good, good. So, if I go this time, that'll be it for me tonight, listeners. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Would you like to jump in with some of your best of British? Uh, I don't know what's been mentioned. So. Everything. So just, about, what do you like? I was just about to say as well, like, so Ubisoft put together a squad of girl gamers and called them the Frag Dolls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know the so, Frag Dolls. So, so re okay, you know the Frag Dolls. I'd never heard of them. So I'm like, so really, this whole, you know, women are hard to animate bullshit probably shouldn't have come as a surprise to us. <laughs> Not so much. They are very uh, French. Very French. To all our French wonderful. listeners out there, we love you. But, man, Ubisoft are very French. Yeah. Saw a wonderful quote attributed to an Ubisoft developer the other day. Completely fictional, of course, I hope. Well. It's just a female assassin. How she kill people? With boob. <laughs> and it was attributed to an Ubisoft developer, probably. Yeah, oh, okay, so it wouldn't... It, well... Again, it's one of the things well, okay, it was a joke. Oh, um, well, maybe. <laughs> this is Ubisoft. <laughs> Ubisoft. Oh, God, now I'm starting it. Irish, save us. I Irish, think we might have lost us. him already. God damn it, Sky. <laughs> oh, man. Get your shit together. Get your head in the game. Oh, no. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I just, I gotta put a pound in the High School Musical jar. What? I made a High School Musical reference. Did you? Yeah, sorry. Carry on. I'm going to count myself as lucky that I don't know that that's a reference. Okay. We replaced the Gaga jar. 
I didn't know you had a Gaga jar. Yeah, we had a Gaga jar. Anytime anyone references Lady Gaga lyrics, you got to put a pound in the Gaga jar. So was it called a Lady Jar Jar? Oh, that would have been better, but it's gone now, so we can't change that. It's too late. <laughs> that ship has sailed. Here. That big, glittery bacon ship has sailed. Carry on. Fair enough. I was just nostalgic over the page about Gremlin. Gremlin? Gremlin. Gremlin Interactive. They did the Zool games. <gasps> Zool! I had that on Game Boy! It was an attempt by a British company to compete with Sega. Uh, they tried to make their own sort of really fast, hyperactive platformer. Did it work? It was, it was good. But, well, you know how you said that you drive into London and there's a giant picture of Sonic? There's not a giant picture of Zool, is that what you're trying to tell me? There isn't. Uh, no, no. But I so, remember um, that. Do you know why I remember that specifically? I didn't actually own a copy of Zool, don't worry. Uh, I did. Oh, I didn't. I, I had Zool and Zool too. I just remember it because I remember that Zool was on, I believe, the Game Boy or something like that. But I most remember it because uh, official, I think it was official PlayStation, no, Games Master magazine for a little while ran a uh, design your own game competition. Like every issue people would write in and like, oh, this is my idea for a game. And they'd show the best one. And one time it was Zool. Someone had just, just put Zool and just copied all the artwork for Zool. And it was Zool. <laughs> and it was the plot of Zool. And I was like, wait a minute, this looks really familiar. And you know what that tells me? That tells me that no one at Games Master remembered that Zool was a thing. <laughs> That's very probably true. Ah. So but Zool Gremlin, forever live in my mind. I remember them fondly for Zool, which I played on my Amiga. Okay. Um, also for the Lotus Racing games, which I also played on my Amiga. Could you only race lotuses? Yeah, basically. Could you not have a prang, otherwise your car would fucking explode? <laughs> <laughs> That's true in most racing games, isn't it? Well, especially lotuses. That is true. Um, I also remember them fondly for briefly owning DMA Design. Uh, and yeah, they, they owned DMA Design and then sold them because, you know, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, and then and then they did this thing called Grand Theft Auto. Whoops. Well, to be fair, dude, I mean, you know, Zool 5 is doing really well right now. It's like the widest selling video game of all time. Whereas GTA 2, all the way back on the fucking Game Boy and the Amiga, yeah, this joke has got a bit confused. Let's, it uh, has. Yeah, sorry. Although I think if we're talking about the best of British... The best, the best of British... We should talk about someone uh, and a company... No, in the, in the person of that no, one person. No, no, we're not mentioning his. We're not mentioning RG, are we? No, no, we're not talking about Richard Garriott. No. Oh, okay, carry on. Although, I mean, we should by before the episode is out. But I was going to okay. say Peter Molyneux. We should talk. No. Oh. Although, oh, connected, okay. connected to Peter Molyneux. Oh, oh, um, the Bullfrog Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who ran Bullfrog. Peter, Peter Molyneux. Peter yeah, okay. Molyneux ran Bullfrog. Who was the one that like ran off with all of Bullfrog's uh, ideas? Peter Molyneux. No, god damn it! Wasn't there someone that like oh, somebody used to work for Bullfrog and then made a game that was basically Dungeon Keeper but wasn't? Oh, the guy who made Evil Genius. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Oh, okay, cool. I do remember he wasn't British. <gasps> Villain. Villain. Villainy. Villainy. No, I'm, I'm thinking about a company. It is a one-man development studio that embodies the ideals of British software development, I think, perhaps more than any of these corporate entities can. Eric Chahi is French. 
I'm talking about Jeff Minter of Llamasoft. Oh, sweet, merciful crest. No, not the super hippie. The yak himself. No, God, not Minter. No. <laughs> not tie-dye llama music fucking visualization monster Minter. <laughs> We're not doing the Minter mash. We should totally do the Minter mash. The guy is a legend in British game design. Yes, in the same way that fucking, I don't know, a Hound of the Baskervilles is a legend on the Morse. <laughs> ah. He made Space Giraffe. How dare you? <laughs> Didn't you meet Jeff Minter? Yes, repeatedly? I did. Yes. Is he a nice guy in person? He's lovely. Good. It's, no, this, was, this is actually, whilst I was working at Lionhead, this is why he's connected to Peter Molyneux. There was a deal between Llamasoft and Lionhead that never... Soft. I'm not saying it never came to anything. It did, but it never came to a release. Jeff had an idea for a game. It was a GameCube game, as I remember. And now the thing about Jeff Minter, right? He is a hippie. We've established this. He is a tie-dye wearing, lives on a farm and raises llama hippie. Doesn't he look like he should be in ZZ Top? No, 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 no. Near as no, he's he's not that white haired, really. Oh, okay. He's, cool. I mean, he's got a a beard. It's not a long yeah. beard. Oh, okay, cool, cool. But he does have very long, straggly hippie hair. But he also, as well as games, he developed. He's he's famous actually for um, music visualization technology. So if you in the back in the day when you had Winamp, if you ever run a, a visualizer, it probably owes something to his code. Uh, this was his thing, music and visuals. He was It was all a bit sort of synesthesia. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I would argue that Minter influenced a lot of games like Res. I think he's had a lot of actual uh, impact on some seriously good, fun games. And they fed back to him, and he had this idea for a game called Unity. Now, I'm not sure what Unity was. <laughs> I don't think Jeff was, uh, was aware of what Unity was. Because all the way through 2003, which is around when I was at Lionhead, he would come in like once a month for our big sort of company-wide meeting where we would demo, you know, where we were up to with various projects and show it to each other. I don't think I'm breaching any confidences now, 11 years later, uh, to say that Jeff's were demos were very, very trippy. <laughs> um, but we were never quite clear what the game he was developing was. Uh, it's it's there was definitely sort of a, a tunnel of light and sound, and your controller would sort of twirl it and change it, and it was very engaging and it sounds very beautiful. trippy, but um, it was never quite clear what it was, <laughs> and it never seemed to go anywhere, so it sort of got cancelled. Yeah, but. This is the uh, the fun thing of it did actually go somewhere. This was also the time, you'll remember pretty much why I left Lionhead. Because Microsoft got way too involved and I didn't like the, the, their corporate attitude. Yeah. And it all got very stressful and such. Well, that meant there were a lot of Microsoft representatives oh, uh, gosh. in the Lionhead Studios. And they saw Unity demos. And when it was cancelled, apparently they had a little word with Jeff and were like... We're developing the Xbox 360. 
And it's got a media player on it, but we don't have any visualizations yet. What you've got there isn't a game, but it's a phenomenal music visualizer. <laughs> and that's what the Xbox 360 visualizer is based on. It's basically what code was rescued from the game Unity. So it is, is a game. Sort of, which is yeah. why to this day, if you pick up a controller whilst you've got the visualizer on for music on the 360, it controls it. Like some kind of music llama. It's Jeff Minter, it has to be llamas. It, there's got to be llamas in there somewhere, yes. I have just done a quick Google image search for Jeff Minter, and man, he was pretty in the 70s. Was he? Yeah, apparently. I've never seen a picture of him in the 70s. Yeah, just Google image search Jeff Minter. If that is in fact him in the 70s, not a completely different hippie-looking guy raising llamas. <laughs> well, the odds of that are slim. Yeah. Um, oh, he really was, wasn't he? He was yeah. a good-looking dude. Yeah, that's a young Jeff Minter. Cool, okay, fair Although enough. the picture I've got of him is him sat at a computer terminal not raising llamas. Ah, okay, fair enough. And now I've got a, a just a profile picture of him entitled The Goat Buster. Yes, that's the one I was looking at where I'm like... It's it's like super he looks a hot bit like Jesus. I say he looks like super hot Jesus. It's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that's Jeff Minter. He is hey. one of the best of British because he embodies something I think genuinely British about game development. Batshit insanity. Batshit insanity that you can do by yourself on your llama farm, <laughs> which is something that the indie games movement of now is bringing back, and I love it. I love well, this sort of yeah, and also just you know bedroom development garage development i love that teams of one can make video games again yeah we should make a game we should no way we should make two games and then we'd be two teams of one <laughs> <laughs> let's make two games and then pit them against each other and then no. the stronger will be the one that we release let's make two games and tape them together to make one ultra game yeah like neither of us tell the other one what the other one is making Right. And then we combine the games when we've both finished. I think I it will like go really this. well. I, that's a plan with no downside. None at all. Except, 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 maybe possibly the two games not working well together. But other than that, I can't see any downsides. Right, you know RPG Maker, yeah? Uh, in so far as I know how to turn it on. But that, but, I mean, yeah, you've got I, I, know, that. I know RPG Maker, yeah, yeah. And I know iPhone programming. Yes. This is going to go well. I also know FPS Creator. Ah. It's, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it being good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, mutant wishlisting sort of going on here. A little bit. Shall we talk about Lord British? Yeah, let's talk about Garriott. The best he, of British. He is infinitely less scary than Jeff Minter. <laughs> oh, is he? Well, I know what Richard Garriott's going to do at any given moment. Do you? Yeah, he's going to put himself in a game and be pompous. True. I would argue he's perhaps <laughs> more insane than Jeff Minter. I guess he's just gra He's on a grander scale of insanity. Jeff Minter is very quiet and, and lovable. You know, he's more eccentric, I guess, than mad. Whereas Richard Garriott is proper standing on top of a mountain, cackling while lightning strikes around you, kind of mad. He's also only barely British. Is he? His parents are American. Oh, I didn't know that. But he was born here. Okay. Did he live here? I think for a period of time, yes. Uh, we'll take what we can get. 
He's oh, called he's Lord British. He called himself Lord British. Well, there you go. That's all you need. <laughs> who, who else would say that but a British person? I mean, come on. He, he did, however, change his name to Richard Garriott de Cayeux. The what? Cayeux. C-A-Y-E-U-X. C-A-Y-A-U-X. It's E-U-X. It sounds a bit French to me. I would pronounce that This is great radio, just us badly pronouncing the name Cayeux. Richard Garriott de that really hurt my throat. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> he went to space. Wait, what? Richard Garriott's been to space. Has he? Yeah. For realsies? Oh, yeah, for realsies. Oh, okay. Uh, like he went to the International Space Station. First Lord in space. There you go. $30 million it cost him. Wow. Where did he get that money from? <laughs> Probably from the Ultima Games. Ultima Games? Yeah. They were a thing he did. Were they a British thing he did? Do you know I'm going to have to check? <laughs> <laughs> if they're not, well, can't talk about them. Uh, we should I do an Ultima they weren't, because they were Origin. And Origin, I don't remember as being a British company. I think they were very American. Oh, no. Yep, they're from the US. So oh, despite we can't being made by Lord British, they were American. So he's uh, called Lord British, but he's not the best of British. So he's dead to us. Although he was born here. Uh, yeah, but so was... Um, I think he's a bit of an Anglophile, though. Yeah? Is he a Tiaboo? He might be, because he called himself Lord British. Yep. And he called his house Britannia Manor. I think he might be a little bit of an Anglophile. Or he, might he be. Or he spent enough time here that he soaked up irony. That's possible. Yeah. That is actually not impossible. <laughs> but, yeah, he's interesting. Damn, I wanted to talk about him more, but he's not well, British. Let's move well, on. Right, let's talk about the actual Lord British then, Peter Molyneux. <laughs> oh, Peter. Peter, you're a strange, strange fellow, but I like you. Now, doesn't he truly embody everything that is British, i.e. having ideas that are really, really grand and crazy and then failing to live up to them? Is that... Mm, I, I suppose actual humble apologies for not being good enough do really <laughs> embody the spirit of British software development. <laughs> Sorry, we thought we'd have it made, you know, now. Um, but it's going to come out in two years, and we can't do the things we said we'd do. Sorry. No, wait. That's that's uh, that's that's John Romero. He's not British. Uh, John Romero saying sorry. Oh yeah, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I meant what, what I meant was it, we said it was going to come out now, but it's actually going to come out in two years, and it's not going to have all the things we had. We said we were going to put in it. Suck on my nuts. That was John Romero. There we go, yes. I yeah. will make you my bitch. That's John Romero. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry, that's Peter Molyneux. Yes. Peter Molyneux is an OBE. Really? Yeah. For his... for his uh... Services to video games. No way! Yeah. Oh, wait, hang on, no. OBE is not... Oh, okay, no, because that doesn't make him a, a, a sir or anything like that, does it? Uh, it's just Order of the British Empire. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, um, he would. You know, we could say that he was in fact Lord British. <laughs> no, you have to go a little bit higher up in because the, the OBE can be awarded as N, It's MBE, OBE, CBE, KBE, GBE, CBBC, GBA, <laughs> GBH, PSP, KGB, 
and the Queen. It's the uh, member of uh, the most excellent order of the British Empire. Most excellent! Officer of the most excellent order of the British Empire, which is what Peter is. Oh, okay, cool. He's an officer. Commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire. Isn't a commander an officer? Knight commander Ooh, of the most excellent order of the British Empire. That sounds cool. And Knight Grand Cross of the most excellent order of the British Empire. That sounds a bit Ku Klux Klan, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's, it's a little scary at that point, yes. Yeah. Man, you know what I hate? Nobility. <laughs> but it's only Knight Commanders and Knight Grand Cross that um, are allowed to call themselves Sir or Dame. Uh, oh, so when you're knighted, you are made a Knight Commander? Yes. Man, Knight or a, Commander or a sound... Knight Grand Cross. Damn, those actually sound a lot cooler than just Knight. <laughs> yeah, sir. He's a Sir. He's a Knight Grand Cross. Jesus Christ, don't fuck with him. Also, Grand Cross is the name of the signature attack of the final boss from Final Fantasy IX. To bring it back to video games there. Uh, so, Peter Molyneux is uh, not a knight. No, but he no. is. He does have an order of the British Empire, an officer of the British Empire. He probably, should have, leveled up. British he probably Empire. should have leveled up his skill. Or, he probably should. Or he might still. Yeah. <laughs> Fable jokes. <laughs> They'll never <laughs> go out of fashion. But yes, he is one of many uh, people who started a game developer off the back of money that he... Uh, doing very boring things in software. He was a database uh, designer originally. He he made Excel spreadsheets. Is that what you're telling me? No. Access. Access was the was the thing. Was the no database. relational databases. Oh, like like you, Access is a non non relational database. Oh, no, that's relationship databases. Yes. Okay. That's a different thing. Okay. Anyway, uh, for example, did you know that Valve actually started in a very similar way? The uh, Guys who set up Valve did so with their money they earned working at Microsoft on Office. Speaking of oh. Excel and Access, sorry, I thought I, I thought you meant they met, you know, on things like OK Cupid, but uh, <laughs> maybe they did. I don't. Know. Maybe they did. You know, and you know, who wouldn't want Gabe? Um, hmm. Anyway, Gabe N. Hey, Gabe N. Gabe N. I mean, it would be really frustrating though because you'd never get to third base. That's terrible, but true. I know. But how how good was that? Just off the top of my head, man. Okay, I don't just repeat jokes. Sometimes I come up with jokes. I'm very anyway. proud of myself. <laughs> Les Edgar and Peter Molyneux. You mean Les formed... Edgar? No, I mean Les Edgar. Okay, yeah, carry on. He's he's the the man whose name didn't go on in history as a video game developer. <laughs> um, they founded a company called Taurus Impact Systems. Taurus Tiz. Yeah, which was okay. not a great name. No. Um, so. They could have called it Taurus Impact Technology Systems and it would have gotten along a lot better. <laughs> they changed it. Uh, Peter wants to keep the Taurus. Right. And that became the bull. Oh. And uh, Les's daughter loved frogs. This is right. genuinely the story of why Bullfrog is called Bullfrog. The that's, fact that there is a Bullfrog is just a happy coincidence. That's a stupid reason. I love it. <laughs> Best of British, dude. Yeah. What, why is it called this? I wanted to call it Taurus. And? I like frogs! I like frogs. <laughs> so we got Aww. Taurus Frog, but that doesn't work. But Taurus frog means bull, and there's a Bullfrog, so it's Bullfrog. 
That's quite. That is actually kind of clever. That's like <laughs> that's like really, really, really super clever portmanteauing. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. I I think yeah, that's good. I like it. Whatever happened to Bullfrog? I hope they're still making games. Sadly. <laughs> Oh, have you got some bad news for me? I, I have. I, I, I hate to break it to you, but in 2001... <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, they started off well. Yeah. Do you know what they started with? Uh, Populous. No. No. Um, something before Populous. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, the, nailed it. The, the one before Populous is the game no one's ever heard of. It was called Fusion. Fusion. Where's and it pronounce- was a shoot 'em up. Is, is it spelt weird, or did you just pronounce it weird? I pronounced it weird. It's just called oh, okay. fusion. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you, you did call it fusion. <laughs> no, it's just fusion. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's just a shooter. It was kind of. It, <laughs> it was reviewed in a UK magazine, uh, which described it as yet another vertically scrolling shoot 'em up. <laughs> but <laughs> acknowledged that Wait. it had sufficient variation. Could they call it yet another if this was, what, 1988, 87? Yes, they could, because at that point, that was like the only game that existed. Oh, okay, fair enough. Shooters, you know, everything was a vertical shooter back then. Space Invaders was technically a vertical shooter. Huh. Yeah. But they released that, it made some money, and it funded them to experiment with one of Peter's wild and crazy ideas. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's never the good start to a story. Well, that's the thing. This is the only story that starts that way and ends brilliantly, because this is populous. <laughs> oh, God, maybe that's why he kept trying. He did, yes, because he, he had this wild and crazy idea, and he thought, let's, let's indulge, and let's go and do something different and, and let's unique. Make, let's make a game where you are God. And he made populous, a game in which you are God, and there is the world before you. And you are not in the world. You influence the world. But that's... An episode about Populous. We won't go on too much about it, but it was. Are we going to do an brand new. Populous? If we haven't, we should. Yeah, let's do that. Because Populous is fantastic. We could just do a God Games episode. Uh, it did suffer from a little bit of um, happy serendipity in that it was released at the same time there was a bit of a kerfuffle in the media in this country because there was a book called The Satanic Verses. Wow, that oh, okay. They coincided really nicely. That's because oh, okay. Out comes the first God game. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Salman Rushdie, we we owe you everything. And out came one of the first Daily Mail video game controversies. <laughs> this is the best of British as well. Daily Mail rambling uh, rambling on about how video games are terrible and evil. Oh, dude, what did they say? Because I actually have no idea about this. I wasn't even aware that. The Daily Mail was around in 1989? <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm learning lots they, of new things. They went on about how it allowed you to literally play God. Right. Uh, and you could be good or evil. And how um, the, the bullfrog should expect a fatwa called on them as well. Because <laughs> it allowed you to indulge in the evil nature of God. Wait, wait. They just called God evil? Are they <laughs> indulging the evil nature of God? In populace, God has an evil nature, if you are evil. Yeah, exactly. But if they're saying you could indulge in the evil nature of God, shouldn't that's the Daily Mail calling God evil? <laughs> they probably didn't word it quite that well. Oh, okay, fair enough. I mean, they are idiots, so, you know, it's possible. 
So it was a, a wonderful combination of being a brilliant game uh, that had a unique premise, good gameplay, and a good you know, criticism behind it from the Daily Mail. And as we all know, hated by the Daily Mail is a stamp of approval that should be on all the best British products. Uh, didn't the Daily Mail also hate on Manhunt? Uh, that's true. But they also hated on Cards Against uh, Humanity. That's true. Also, and GTA. Orson Scott Card didn't like Populous. So that's that's oh, even better. in his favour as well. Wait, why didn't Orson Scott Card like Populous? Oh, wait, is, is he a Mormon? Uh, yes. Yes. I think he is. But that wasn't why he didn't like it. Oh, okay. He didn't like it because he was actually writing about it as a video game journalist at the time. Uh, and he didn't like the interface. Oh, that's... I mean, I, I, I never played it, so I can't tell if he's right or not. But that is a legitimate gripe. Like, not liking the user interface. I mean, he's still a dick, and therefore his opinion on something is going to make me think, you know, the opposites of what he says. But that is still a legitimate gripe. His user interface is bad. Yes. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Screw him. We yeah, don't like exactly. Him. That's, what we're, that's what we're getting around to here. And that kicked off uh, Bullfrog as a company. And uh, what we did get from them that we really should talk about if we haven't, although we pro I think we have, Syndicate. You've definitely talked about Syndicate many a time. But have we done it as a podcast? I know I've just no, sat you down and told you how good I don't think we've ever is. done a Syndicate episode. We should. Um, we should. I'll, I'll go and pick up Syndicate for the 360, and then we'll um, and then we'll um, go play it. Is there a Syndicate release on the 360? There was that that um, that reboot. Oh, Syndicate Wars. Was that Syndicate Wars, Wars or was that just Syndicate? The... There was a Syndicate Wars. I swear there was a game that came out called Syndicate on the 360 when I was working at Game. Oh, you mean the shooter? Yeah, I was um, hoping. I was hoping to incite rage in you. I don't hate it. Actually. Oh, okay. Uh, it's I've not played it much. I would like to actually play through it because Syndicate actually did a lot of interesting things with the shooter genre. I kind of liked it as a cyberpunk shooter. Oh, fair enough. That, I, that plan kind of backfired. Yeah, it's it's not a great entry into the Syndicate franchise. Let's go play Syndicate Wars. Mm, I'd rather not. It's not very good. Oh, okay, there we go. I should have gone with that one. Damn it. Yeah, that, that, was, rage, that was though. rage, was it? <laughs> uh, that's about as much rage as I can fucking stomach and, and manage in this fucking weather. But I mean, I'm, I'm. It's difficult to make me rage about Syndicate because I'm backing a Kickstarter uh, called Satellite Rain, which looks like a modern reboot of Syndicate. Some stay dry. Pardon? What? what? Satellite Rain. Some stay dry. Others feel the pain. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes. I'm with you now. <laughs> good, good. For a minute there, I thought I was alone and scared. <laughs> it's dark and cold. For a moment, you were, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then yes, you and it, the internet was a thing. And it looks like a great game, so I'm looking forward to that. Huh. But of course, yeah, uh, Dungeon Keeper would be one of the best of British. Yeah, we've done that one, haven't we? We have. But we have it's, we? Yes, we have. We must have. We I'm, must have. We must have. If not, I want to be in on it, because... Because I like Dungeon Keeper. I haven't played it in about 30 years or so, but, you know, I like it. One of the things I love about it is you. it was the first game that came out, from my memory, that allowed you to un unapologetically just be the bad guy. Yep. Like, right, you are the bad guy in this game. Uh, and the the enemies are heroes. Yay! Like, I'm sure there were ones before that. There must have been, but I can't think of any. Dungeon Keeper did it best. Yes. 
And I'm being told by the chat room we have not done a Dungeon Keeper episode. Which genuinely surprises me. So yeah, we yeah. will do one. Because that's an excuse to go and play them again, and I've got them. So I will. Yeah. And if you don't have them, get them. I will. Uh, are they on Steam? 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 I don't know. I think they're on good old games, though. <gasps> Gog! Yeah, because they did them free on that weekend where I didn't have internet access or, or a laptop. <laughs> Dick bags. I think we've covered a lot of the best of British. Is there anything yeah. you um, think is completely lacking? Uh, didn't, uh, Elite? Uh, we, we've done an episode on it, and I did kind of mention it earlier. Uh, but Elite, definitely best of British. Uh, I think a lot, of, the problem is a lot of them we've done episodes on. We've done a GTA episode, we've done a Tomb Raider episode, we've done a, um, an Elite episode. Um, I'm just going through my list of things. We've done a Fable episode. All right, uh, uh, Irish Mike ooh. wants us to mention the designer of crappy three-wheeled personal transports, Clive Sinclair. Sir Clive Sinclair, who, he's British. He didn't make any games, but he is British. What, the Reliant Robin? No, the Sinclair C5. Oh! Oh, okay. Wait, so the man who invented the Sinclair C5 got knighted? Yes. The world is a weird place. Yes. This is a weird country. There's well, he weird... also invented the Sinclair, which was a personal computer, affordable oh, personal okay. computer, and was actually really good. Okay, fair enough. Good and, for him. And hit. ran some games. So there we go. We've shoehorned him into relevancy. Yay! There's a company we haven't talked about. There's many companies we haven't talked about, but go on. Rare? Ooh, yes, we haven't talked about Rare, you're right. They may not be British, but, you know. Hang on. Let me, let me just double check this. I'm fairly certain they are. <laughs> uh, Rare Limited. Uh, Leicestershire. They're from Twycross. They are. Twycross. They're from, they're from Leicestershire. Um, yeah, so, you know, GoldenEye64. Yep, that's, that's a British game about a British spy. Yep, and but also WWF WrestleMania Challenge. Wow, that was them. Yeah, but also Perfect Dark, and also Battletoads. Yeah, and also Donkey Kong sixty four. They had something to do with a lot of sixty four uh, Nintendo sixty four games. I remember that much. They were basically a Nintendo studio for ages, weren't they? Second party. Yeah, I think is what uh, they call it. And then Microsoft bought them. Yes. And thought they'd bought Donkey Kong? That, yes. Is that, is that apocryphal <laughs> or is that an actual true story? I, I, that is the apocryphal story. I don't know if it's true. I okay. want it to be true. But, but I, yeah. honestly, Microsoft's lawyers are probably better than that. Apparently, Clive Sinclair developed the Spectrum. Yes. Did we not mention that? I, I said he developed the Sinclair, which the Sinclair Spectrum. That was oh. the full name of it. Was it? Yeah, like I said, it's a, it was an affordable personal computer that was really good, was very special, and ran games. But the reason we haven't mentioned him is he didn't make any games. Best of British. <laughs> Best Did of the British. thing, but not that thing. Creative it was assembly. a platform on which a lot of games were played. Yeah. So there you go. Creative Assembly are British. They are. So, you know, the Total War series. But again, we've done an episode on... <laughs> we God damn it. <laughs> we've done a GoldenEye episode. We've done a Total War episode. Oh, we fucked up royally here. Star Fox uh, was rare as well. Yep. Uh, free Radical Design. Yep. So, Time Splitters. Yeah. 
that's very true. I had completely forgotten that Time Splitters was British, actually. It's very British when you think yeah, about it. it. It immediately makes sense now yeah. that you've said that. But. Um, oh, how about Mythos? As how about them? XCOM. True enough. Yeah. So, you know, XCOM, that's, I think, a lot of people playing that at the moment. Well, that's not a Mythos game, the one they're playing. Oh, no, no, true. But, you know, it, the, the start's <laughs> a bit and all. Yes, and all it's, that. it's a reboot of a British game. Yeah, UFO, Enemy Unknown. Or the, the UFO series, in fact. So, yeah, there's, I mean, we, didn't, we, we haven't done an XCOM to, uh, episode. That's true. And it's kind of impossible to do an exhaustive list of all yeah. the British developers and all the British games franchises, because one thing I think we've made clear, there are so many. There are, and I'm just looking through the list, all this big list I've got of the best of them, and going, we've done episodes on all of these. <laughs> we even did an episode on Manhunt, for fuck's sake. We, we certainly talked about it, yeah. yeah. We actually talked about it in an episode that wasn't about Manhunt, was it? It was about video game controversy. Con controversy. Yes, that's right. We were talking Badness. about controversies in general. Yes. We need to do another um, episode about that. Rebellion are one that we should probably mention, though. Oh, hang on, hang on. Rebellion... The original Aliens vs. Predator. Oh! Yeah! Strikes me as well. Damn good game. Yeah. And then later on, Dread vs. Death, which was not. <laughs> it was slightly less than Super. Hey! Rogue Trooper, which I still like, but wasn't great. Do you know what is um, uh, British that I didn't realise? Manic, Manic Minor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Then we going back with that. You know what? That came out before I was born. That depresses me. Really? Yeah. You know what? It came out in the in the exact middle point between you being born and me being born. <laughs> That's even more depressing, isn't it? Hey, that is quite depressing. It's also not true. Nineteen eighty four? No. 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 Manic Minor was nineteen eighty three. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it was closer to you than it was to me then. Closer but to me than it was to you, yes. Does that make you feel better? Not entirely. <laughs> does it make you feel worse? I'll be honest, it doesn't help. Oh, good, good. And uh, again, that is an example of what I was talking about, the, um, the one-man game. Because I love that the, the Wikipedia entry for that lists the, where it would normally list the company that developed it. It just says Matthew Smith. <laughs> I am Matthew Smith, the man, the myth, the company. Because <laughs> he was the developer of Manic Miner and Jet Set Willy. And just to think, and then he went on to go and be in Doctor Who. It's amazing, really. <laughs> and he lo looks so young, considering he was releasing you know, <laughs> worldwide successful games in 1983. Yeah. Go with I that. guess that's the advantage of being a Gallifreyan. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> be less geeky. No, never. Viva Pinata? Wait, that's British? Well, it's made by Rare. It's not the best of British, though. This is true. Let's be honest, it's really not. Banjo-Kazooie? That's pretty good. Killer Instinct? Nah. Conker's Bad Fur Day? I've heard surprisingly good things about that. There are people who really like Conker's, Conker's Bad Fur Day. Conker's Bad Fur Day is a really weird one, man. I, a lot of people really like it. On the one hand, there's a lot of people going, it's actually a really solidly made game. And on the other hand, uh, there's the great Mighty Pooh. 
And what's wrong with Pooh? Are you no the great mighty Pooh? Yes. What's wrong with the great mighty Pooh? Or nothing, but he's going to throw his shit at us. Yes. Or maybe just specifically you, because that would fit the rhyme, I guess. That it would. Yeah. Oh, that game. Do you know he's, who I miss? Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, um. Oh, uh, wait, no, I've got it. Hang on. Uh, Bob Hoskins. I do not miss Bob Hoskins. You fucking uh. lie. <laughs> or you take that back, you son of a bitch. Bob Hoskins was a saint. <laughs> I miss in reference to... Actually, he is the best of British. That's Oh, uh, he was. That's, that's fine. I will accept him as the best of British. Yeah. But um, I miss Sensible Software. As in Sensible Soccer? They did do Sensible Soccer. Sensible hey, that was a soccer. random guess based on the fact that they were called Sensible. And that is like the only football game I've ever enjoyed. Well, Sensible Soccer. Yeah. I, I played it once, I think. Uh, it Boys was Bra- great fun. I think I played but it at Boys Brigade. That was not the thing that I really loved. What I loved was Cannon Fodder. I've never heard of it. Was that you dropping something? In yes. stunned silence? Yes. I've never heard of Cannon Fodder. Fuck you. I'm, that's not, I, I, again, that's not one of my... Huh, Grand Theft Auto? What were they thinking with a name like that? <laughs> I've never heard of Cannon Fodder, for realsies. Today was the day World 1 Stage 1 died. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, you need to look it up. It's, it was brilliant. And it is brilliant. And it we need to do a show is. on it. You need to play it. We need to do a show on it. Cannon oh. Fodder is amazing. Cannon Fodder got complained about by the... Um, uh, uh, yes, the the um ESRB? The, the people who do the poppies oh um um um, um well, dead world war 1 soldiers yeah anyway cuz it's <laughs> just a poppy and it it had a lighthearted view of war but it really didn't the point is it had this obsessively positive presentation of the senseless death of hundreds uh oh. to make you feel deliberately uncomfortable it was brilliant um it's just a genius game in so many ways, we are going to do a show on that one. All right, cool. I'm reading about it now, and I'm like, uh, this looks really kind of Starship Troopers esque parody but with grip. World War Two. Yeah, yes. uh, and also the song. I'm I'm going to YouTube what? you. War never been so much fun. War never been so much fun. Such a good song. <laughs> the other thing Sensible did that I adored was Sim Brick. Um. Is this? Please tell me this is a house building simulator and not a game where you play as a brick. Oh, you don't play as a brick. Just as in Sim Ant, you didn't play as an ant, and oh, in you, Sim you, Earth, you, you didn't play as the Earth. You control a brick farm. Are you, no, <laughs> no. Uh, there are four four controls to Sim Brick. Right. One is exist, which if a brick does not currently exist, it makes a brick exist. Right. There is info. This will display information about your brick. Okay. Pause, which usefully will pause your simulation of the brick. Is wait, 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 hang on. Wait. Is the last button delete? No, it's quit. I'm sorry, but what? There is also an ant in the game. 
which wanders around before the brick exists. How the fuck did they have the computing power possible to include an ant in such a an intensive game as Sim Brick? The the ant does not always survive the game, depending on where it is when you spawn the brick. Sim Brick. Sim Brick. I'm gonna get Sim Brick and I'm gonna play it. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna read so much metaphorical coming of age bullshit into it. You'll see how, how the brick is a real thing. How the ant represents, you know, childhood innocence and so but, on. Right, I was thinking about Simbrick recently. This is why I'm talking about it now. You lead a very boring life, I must say. <laughs> no, it is because it's come full circle. And in terms of... Um, circular brick would be rubbish. <laughs> because of Carry Goat on. Simulator. Yep. I noticed that there was actually a game being pitched to Steam Greenlight, Rock Simulator. Right. And Rock Simulator is the modern Simbrick. Is it just you make a rock? It's just that there is a rock. Uh-huh. And, it, uh, uh, and you watch it undergo various weatherings and whatnot. Uh, it is simulated. I see. I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to stab myself just to stop myself from hurting people. For a long time, there has been one game missing from the market. A genuine rock simulator. I am here for you today to introduce you to Rock Simulator 2014. This simulator is a rock enthusiast's dream. You can watch beautiful rocks in any location in the world, from grass plains to salt flats. There I know are they... dozens of hand-designed beautiful environments. I know they meant for rock enthusiasts to be a joke there, but they exist. <laughs> I know. Geologists are really weird. I'm just going to put that out there. I, I mean, if you're a ge- one for a while. If you're a geologist and you're listening to this, we love you, but... Unless Man, you're that was... one. Yeah, unless you're that one. <laughs> But man, you guys are weird. You study rocks. Like, I mean, other than drying paint. No, because most, I mean, uh, I was going to say drying paint is usually quite colourful, but then I suppose rocks are often quite colourful as well, ain't they? Because you get like crystals and shit. What I love is the three most popular topics of discussion on the forums about Rock Simulator. Right. Is it A, why is there a Rock Simulator? From least to most popular of the top three. Yep. Would you buy this game if it was two pounds? Yep. The second most popular comment... Would you buy this game if it was one pound? Don't upvote this, please. Right. And the most popular is Petition for Rock Simulator 2014 Trading Cards. (laughs) Yes, sign it. So there you go. Rock Simulator has brought us full circle. It is the modern day Simbrick. And may it be met with as much goodwill and success as Simbrick was. Did Simbrick get met with goodwill and success? Not so or was, much. It, was it met by monsters like me who dared to crush the dreams of sensible software? It was met with the real and honest observation that it was Simbrick. <laughs> so often it was in fact just like me going Sim brick yes that's just how my review of it would read in an early in a late 80s early 90s fucking video game column i could be wrong i think sim brick was released on a cover disc um for free and it was a piss take of all the sim games that were coming out oh and all the theme games and all of that yeah yeah i know there was i remember there was a big spike in that because official playstation magazine ran a thing where they were like 
hey guys, you know how we do this, um, send us an idea for a game thing? Uh, we're no longer accepting ideas for games that begin with the word theme. That's when I knew things had gotten bad. <laughs> yes, I also want to go back and have a look at some of the other games that Sensible made, because they made Whizball, which I've heard of but never played. Is that a game where you pee on balls? It's not. Oh, I have that game, but no. It is, in fact, a shooter. Oh, okay. A another scrolling shooter. I think it's where you play a ball that is a wizard. Or a wizard that is a ball. Yes. You also have a companion, which is a catalyte. Wait, wait. Is it a cat that is also a light? Nope. No, is it, is it a caterpillar that is also a light? Nope. Is it a catapult that is also a light? Nope. You, you've, you were actually right with the cat and wrong with the light. Cat a light. Is it a, is a cat, but on fire? No, it is a satellite that is also a cat. Oh, of course. Catalyte. Oh, my God. That's a perfect portmanteau, and I missed it. It's a cat that orbits you. Oh. Uh, because you are it, a wizard and have a cat. I would have called it Porbit. That's quite good, actually. Yeah, I, I know, like right? <laughs> you don't get as far as I have in life without picking up a few portmanteau skills. But, I mean, that would be a paw that was in orbit. That's, I mean, a kind cat has several paws, hopefully. Well, one less now. Clearly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I'm sorry, a truck just drove by outside, and I'm sure it was I really that. did. I, I'm I know. so sorry. <laughs> Very sorry. I have, I, there's literally nothing I can do to block out the sound any more than I already have. I am... I have shut all the windows and shut the door, so this room is in an entirely sealed environment. I am sitting in ball soup right now. Yep, you and me both. Yeah. But apologies for poor sound quality and heavy goods vehicles that are not being driven by us or directed by us do seem very British. So on yeah. that best of British note, perhaps we shall leave it. Best of British podcasts right here. Subpar and apologised for. Just what you want from best of British. <gasps> Portmanteau! Oh no! Oh, Lazarus, oh. you're a fucking oh, that's, genius. That's horrible and wonderful. Oh, like all portmanteaus. Yeah. Oh, I feel really happy now. Good. Let's leave it on that. Yeah. I have been know. Simon. <laughs> I have been, been World One Stage One, and I have been Jack, and I have been Irish, and I like frogs, <laughs> and I like cows. Bulls, in fact. I don't know if that's what Peter Molyneux sounds like. Is he from the North? No. Oh. I'm still going to continue doing that as my Peter Molyneux impression. I don't know if the other guy's from the North, but I have horribly given him a Northern accent because he was called Les. <laughs> what was it? Wow. Les, Les something? I'm terrible. Les Edgar. Yeah. I'm Les Edgar, and I like Bullfrog. He doesn't like it that much. He left and headed up another company. I'm Les Edgar, and I don't like Bullfrog. No, he didn't head it up, actually. No, it was when EA bought them out, he went on to work for EA at a senior position. Oh, okay. So he became EA chief. No, not EA. Not, not chief. Not he that became, level. He became, he, one became, of, he became one of the chiefs in the EA tribe. Yeah, he just became EA management, and Peter now has a small company making a game about a cube made of tiny cubes and you can tap the tiny cubes and they fall off the big cube and then in the middle of the big cube is a smaller cube made of little cubes you can tap fuck. It's more new, damn it curiosity was interesting
I feel like, I'm not sure it was a game. I I feel like sometimes people just go over to Molyneux and are like, "Hey, dude, what you doing?" And he explains his games, and they're like, "Cool, you uh, you keep at that," and then they leave. <laughs> and he's and then they come back the next morning. He's still there. Yep. Yeah. That about right. I like right? him, but I. You like him, but you wouldn't want to be like within five feet of him. No, no, it's fine. I used to hang around with him on cigarette breaks and chat with him. He's a very lovely fella. So he's, but, he's not dangerous. No, not dangerous. He just he has sound, ideas he, he, he can't like accomplish. He sounds like a hazard to himself and others. I'm not going to lie. He's only a hazard to video game budgets. I was going to say you you were in a, <laughs> you were in a building with him and Jeff Minter at the same time. I'm terrified. <laughs> and Jeff Minter only terrifies uh, Jeff Minter only terrifies me because I don't know what he'll do next. But I just raise know it llamas. will. I just know it will involve llamas in some way. He'll just raise llamas and talk to you about llamas and show you pictures of llamas. Ah, oh, well, he sounds lovely now when I think about it. But mm. Garriot, we can fear Garriot. Oh yeah, yeah. He's in space, so he must have had cosmic rays and become one of the Fantastic Four. That's the only assumption I can make. <laughs> I mean, we don't know he hasn't, so we can only assume he has. We ended this show some time ago. No, no, we're going to end it now. Okay. So, uh, wait, hang on. Um, do you want to? Do you want to? You want to do it? Not if you want to. Well, I don't mind. Off you go. After you. This is very British as well. I, yeah, that was kind of what I was aiming for. <laughs> Seriously, after you. Oh, okay, fair enough. This has been World One Stage One. I've been Jack. I've been Simon. We did briefly have an Irishman, um, but um, punchline. Get it? Yep. Yep.